Hi, welcome to episode three of Can We Talk podcast. I am your host, April Odom. This week, we are talking about what it is to be a doula. More women are using doulas to enhance their pregnancy and childbirth experience. Some people think only hippie moms use doulas, but women from all walks of life are taking advantage of this service. I interviewed doulas Cassandra Chase and Elena Aurora, and we go into deep detail of what it is to be a doula and their experiences. Check out our interview. Thank you again for joining me for Can We Talk podcast. Um, so we're talking about being a doula, and I guess based upon like the dictionary. Um, information about doula is a woman experienced in childbirth who provides advice, information, emotional support, and physical comfort to a mother before, during, and just after childbirth. Is there anything that that definition left out about what being a doula is? Yeah, well, I just want to add that not every person who births a child is a woman and not every doula is a woman either. Um, and that it incorporates the well, like well wound care for anybody who's carrying a child. Okay. And Elena, how long have you been a doula? Um, I've been doing this for about a year and a half. And what about you, Cassandra? About the same time, and I will also like to add, um, not for every doula, but I feel like some doulas bring in a spiritual aspect for the birthing environment, mm-hmm. um, just kind of honoring baby coming in like a humane, safe, loving um, space, mm-hmm. um, as well as other things that can be done spiritual. Um but yeah, I just wanted to add that too, that that doulas can be uh, spiritual support as well. Yeah, definitely. And what made you um, decide to be a doula? Cassandra? Um, well, what I became aware of doulas from watching the movie um, The Business of Being Born um in that movie just kind of triggered something within me to start working towards women's health in some kind of way um I have been going through like my own womb stuff um and feeling like I was being neglected from my doctors and being told to do things that just weren't really necessary and that just didn't feel right. You know, I don't feel like I should be on a bunch of pills to regulate my period and not be in pain for days on end. Um, I just felt like it was a different way. So I felt like that was the kind of start was to learn about um, the reproductive system and how it works and birthing and just supporting women so they won't have to feel like like their body to support birthing folks so they won't feel like their bodies are a mystery. Mm. So I know you said pills are one of the things that you felt was unnecessary. What else did you think the doctor was saying that you didn't think was necessary? I just didn't feel heard. Um, I just kind of 
felt disregarded. Um, I feel like they kind of didn't know what to do with what I was saying. So they were just like, oh, put a, 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 some rice in a sock and put it in the microwave and use that as a heating pad. And it's just like, yo, like, can we, like, test my blood? Can we talk about my diet? Can we have conversations about my lifestyle? Like, mm-hmm. they just weren't trying to figure out anything. Um, and that really hurt because, I don't know, you just grow up within the society and you feel like doctors can be helpful towards your health. And I feel like what's going, what was going on with my body wasn't that big of a deal. But it was a struggle when it was happening. Mm-hmm. So... Oh no. And what about yourself, Elena? What made you decide to be a doula? Um, you know, I I had wanted to be a doula and maybe a midwife for many, many years. Um, but I I think for me it was not knowing that like I didn't have access to knowing that doulas even existed. You know, I thought that there was like it was your cousin or your sibling or something like that. Um and so I think for a while, I had been sort of the reproductive care person of my friends. And, you know, if they had questions, they could come to me, I would do research. But I didn't realize that I was really following like a doula role, even my pregnant friends, I would be their support. Um, I would talk through through I would talk through things with them. Um, and it wasn't until I learned about the history of IUDs, which is uh, a contraceptive that I've had both kinds before. And I think that they do work for some bodies. But um, I also think that like they didn't work for my body for kind of painful reasons, and um, and I I don't like having like the hormones pump through me like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and also the way that they came to be on the market was through like testing on indigenous people here in the states. And once I learned about that, I kind of like it gave me a lot of red flags around our general reproductive health and why we do the things that we do. Um, and so I guess I just, I just started researching what I could do in that field. And I knew I didn't want to be a doctor. I knew I didn't want to go through med school or anything like that. Um, but that being there for people, you know, especially at like a moment so precious of birth was what I wanted to do. So from there, I just began looking for different doula, um, doula trainings, which was a challenge in itself because mm-hmm. a lot of the trainings cost a lot of money and a lot of the training, um, are primarily white folks who are wanting to do this work as volunteers. Um, And that's not the environment that I wanted to learn in. I wanted to learn with other folks of color, other Latina folks, just to get um, some of the ancestral healings too, that, that, you know, birth is such a sacred journey that we should be able to pull from our pasts and pull from our cultural past to help ease that transition for us as humans and for our children being born into the world. So um, it took me a while before I found a training that fit, but um, I did, and I've been doing it ever since. What is, um, I know you're talking about training. What is, like, the basic training that you have to do to be a doula? Not Not every doula goes through training, and there isn't thus far a requirement for doulas to have any training. You could just kind of jump right in it, or you can choose an organization um, to train through. And I believe training, for the most part, is you attend their workshop, 
which could be like a weekend or a week or whatever. Um, you read books. Um, you attend a certain amount of births. You receive, um, what do you call those, um, evaluations from those births. And you write a couple of essays about whatever. Yeah. And then you get approved. Um, and that's kind of the, the yeah. It's kind of the basic doula training, yeah, certification. Yeah, and what I really like about um, the doula and birth community in general is that people are always going to workshops, going to talks. Some of them are free. A lot of them are free. Some of them aren't. Um, but there's always something that you can be learning and expanding on. And birth is such a huge umbrella that you could, like, you could just keep learning forever. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's really beautiful and like you know in a training like if you take a formal training you're gonna get you know um labor support you know um appointment support and then post you know postpartum care lactation support like there's all different ways that you could go about it if you were to like put on a training or if you were to go to a training or if you just wanted to start to learn to like start looking up these keywords and finding information and are there any misconceptions about being a doula? Could you repeat that? I'm sorry. Is there yeah, any? I didn't hear that. Is there any misconceptions about being a doula? Um. Yeah. I mean, I think a lot of people perceive doulas as being like kind of woo wooey, hippy dippies, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> and which can be very true. Um, <laughs> And also, like, you know, I think part of that comes from we're afraid, like Cassandra was saying, that that spiritual element, we're afraid to, like, tap into that. And when you're pregnant, you're really being called forward to tap into that. So, um, you know, I mean, not every doula brings that, but Mm -hmm. also, like, the ones who do or the ones who bring maybe a holistic approach to, like, you know, suggesting an herb or something like that, um, it can be kind of an upward battle to, like, suggest something to a client and then they're not about it, um, which is fine. But um, yeah, that's what I'd say the misconception would be. What about you, Cassandra? Did you want to add anything to that? Um, I feel like the first thing that comes to mind is that some people think that doulas work for free. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like I've been coming across that within a lot of different communities, um, like doula communities and doulas like just asking like oh I have a I know someone that needs a a low fee or free um doula or just um clients contacting you and expecting you to do their birth for free Mm -hmm. which my my problem comes in with not valuing the doula's time and energy um there's no such thing as a doula working for free. I am paying for my mm-hmm. meals. Mm-hmm. I am paying for my gas. I am taking mm-hmm. energy away from my lifestyle to support you. And I feel like that needs to be acknowledged either through a monetary exchange, through whatever they can afford, or even gifting me something like groceries. Or mm-hmm. if you do something, like if you... I don't know, work for a computer company, you know, how to do websites, you know, hook me up on my website or, you know, 
you were, you know, just something to acknowledge that, you know, I gave you my energy. Like there just has to be some type of exchange and not just assuming for, because the doula is new, because the doula is a doula, you know, that she's just gonna support you. You know, I don't know. I just, I don't think that's okay. I don't, yeah. It's kind of like respect my passion and my profession. (laughs) Like it's still, yeah. So like, the first time, I guess the first time you worked with someone after becoming a doula, I think you touched on this a little bit, Elena, when you said you were helping with your friends, but did you experience childbirth before that or once you got into it, as far as assisting someone with childbirth, did you start before being doula or once you went through the training or whatever, that's whenever you went to your first, do you call them? clients or what what do you talk call them whenever you like decide to work with someone or someone wants you to work with them yeah I call them clients but I I call them clients and if they call themselves mommies I'll say mommies Mm -hmm. so do you remember like the first time you helped a client your first client with childbirth the feeling it was were you nervous or were you like excited scared um I'm I'm laughing a little bit because I was like trying to keep it cool but I was kind of like oh my god what's happening (laughs) Um, I was really blessed because she she was a client who um she wanted an epidural she wanted pitocin the second she started having contractions she literally and and that was part of the birth plan we talked about it Mm -hmm. she wanted to walk into the hospital and she wanted those things it was her second child she had done that with her first and so my job was easy in terms of just really being there breathing through the contractions I wasn't um uh I wasn't like you know I I wasn't trying to like talk to the medical staff around giving her more space or waiting on the Pitocin, none of that. I just Mm -hmm. was literally just there experiencing the birth with her. Um, And I I have a very vivid picture of the baby crowning and me just being like, oh my God, what did I get myself into? But it was beautiful and and amazing, and I and that was my first experience at a birth where I walked out of the hospital a few hours later, and my like I call it baby high, mm-hmm. where you just it was three in the morning. I had to be at my my nine to five at the time at like nine, and you know I was like I don't care, and the whole day I was on this sort of euphoric like whoa. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, I was scared. I was like, but I also had a good team of backup. Like, I had a very good support system where I could call friends, mm-hmm. other doulas, and just talk through things. Like, if I had a question, I didn't understand something, or, um, yeah, or just nerves. I could talk. I had, a, like, a mentor, and that really helped calm my nerves. And I think every doula should have some sort of support like that um, because things happen, and you don't quite know how to digest them. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was my first my first birth. <laughs> What about you, Cassandra? My first birth, I always describe it as the realest experience I have ever experienced. Um, And I hadn't experienced any births before my first birth as a doula, so I was very nervous. I was very... um, um, 
trying to find some confidence like you know like how do i have the audacity to support this mom as a young you know woman of color queer woman of color mm-hmm. um like do i know what i'm doing do i know the stages of birth do i know? like you know just really questioning myself um but she was very patient with me especially knowing that that was her first birth you know she was like this is your first birth this is my first baby we're gonna make it work <laughs> um and um, she had a midwife at the hospital, and they just kind of gave us space, which was nice. She eventually she wanted a a, um, a natural birth, but things got intense, and she was induced. Mm-hmm. And when you're induced, your contractions come on very strong, um, stronger than if you weren't to receive the induction. Um, so. She had an epidural, and that calmed things down, and she kind of slept a lot. And when she was pushing, it didn't take no time. She was, like, pushing for 20 minutes. The baby came out, and I just felt like everything I had learned just kind of connected. It was like a puzzle. It's like, oh, that's what that meant, that's what that meant. It was like I was seeing what I had read about that my instructors told me about so everything just kind of came together in that sense as well as everything in life kind of came together it just was like this is how we are born this is how you enter this earth like this is the beginning and how can you support this family and every family Mm -hmm. from the beginning Mm -hmm. um and lastly I also want to bring up that it triggered for me to think of my birth story, how my mom carried me, how her environment was as a pregnant woman. Um, did I come in safe? Um, I'm currently not, me and my mom aren't talking. and We haven't been for a long time. And hopefully that comes to an end pretty soon. I feel it, it is. But I just can't wait to ask her what, that experience was for her how was that pregnancy for her how does she feel like I just I just want to know like there's just so many questions um but yeah it seeing a birth it was very real it just made everything come full circle and it triggered my how my birth story was so once you're a doula um so what is like the general steps to like, once you have a client, are you with them from, like, the beginning, before birth, during birth, and slightly after birth? Or is it, like, what is the process once you sign on with someone? Um, I'll go. I, um, well, for me, uh, if I take, I'm also a midwifery apprentice, so if I take um, clients outside of that practice, Um, my sort of umbrella, I guess, or structure that I have is I'll do two prenatal visits where we go over the birth plan. We talk about anything that they might um, have questions about any, uh, we do a lot of education around just what might happen at the hospital. Mm -hmm. Um, and then I'm there for the birth. Once people go into, um, triage, uh, is usually when I have them call me. Um, sometimes people want me to labor at home with them, which I'm I'm totally flexible and open to. And every doula does their own, I think, does their own thing a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm there with them through the birth, usually about an hour or two after the birth. Um, and then I have two postpartum visits 
uh, usually at day one and day three, or it could be day one and day six. Um, it just depends on what the needs of the family are, if they're needing breastfeeding support or anything like that. Or if people like know that they're going to have a lot of family over and they actually want me to come a little bit later down the line, um, then I will do that too. Um, and then with my midwifery practice, if I have a client through them, um, I just structure it where it's a home birth. So I'm, it's a much more relaxed environment. Um, and I, I usually, um, only do one or two sessions with them to really lay the foundation because we're going to be at home for a lot longer. Mm -hmm. Um, and I can get to know them through that process a little bit slower. Um, so it just depends. Cassandra. Um, I usually connect with mom or she connects with me in the third trimester. Earlier than that, we would just kind of be getting to know each other. It would just be a lot of time on our hands, I guess you could say. Uh Midwives usually talk to mom as soon as possible. Um, They're there from beginning to end and doulas come towards the end. Um... So I'm there from like the third trimester. I have two prenatals. I'm not very strict on two. I'll go to as many as I can afford, to be honest, Um, especially if we are bonding and especially if um, mom contacted me like very close to her due date. Like I'll try to get in as many um, prenatal visits as possible so we can really get to know each other. Um, I'm there as soon as mom meet that. I'm soon, I'm there as, I'm soon, when, I am there when labor starts, when I'm needed. So if labor is happening at home, I'll come to the home, I'll come to the hospital, the home birth, wherever, and I'll stay. It's the same as Elena, about an hour or two after, um, then I will come to two postnatal visits. Um, and that just kind of depends. I don't have a strict time on which days I go. It's just kind of like within the first week or two, usually whenever the family is available. Okay. And do, like, once you take all the classes, do, um, like, how do you get your name out into, like, the community that this is what you want to do? Do they put you in a directory or do you have to go out and like network yourselves? Like how do you, once you take the classes and do all the things that you need to do, how do you go from taking classes to actually working as a doula? It is work, 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 work. (laughs) Um, A lot of networking, you know, I, if there are any new doulas out there, like my suggestion is to connect with other doulas because I honestly, I get most of my referrals from other doulas who mm-hmm. just know that who can't take me or who can't take the client themselves or, you know, for whatever reason, I get referrals from them. Um, and then also I made business cards and that was one of the fir- website and business cards were the first things I did actually Facebook and business cards and just having the social media platform and a physical like paper or like, you know, physical card um, mm-hmm. made it a lot easier to like just spread my word and to go to birth events and I felt like I was a broken record. Hi, my name's Elena, I'm a doula. Hi, my name's Elena, I'm a doula. Just because honestly, that was my biggest concern around like being able to provide for myself. How do, you know, if I'm available, but how, how will I, how do people know I'm around? Mm -hmm. Um, 
So like I'm constantly, you know, approaching people. And then once that ball gets in motion, um, I think it kind of takes off pretty easily, um, or at least it has for me. But that being said, I also do placenta encapsulation and postpartum care. Mm-hmm. Um, and doing both of those, we're able to supplement my work as a doula. And I was able to, like, I don't know, maybe get that ball rolling faster because of it. So it's not just like you're not like a one-trick pony. You kind of kind of branch out and do a bunch of other things, too, related in the birth world um, to help support yourself and get your name out there. Quick question before I go to you, Cassandra. What is uh, placenta encapsulation? Yeah, so actually Cassandra and I took a training together. Um, that's how we met. But it's it's a process that you can do with the placenta to um, put it in a pill form so it's consumable. Mm-hmm. And you can there's like a lot of different ways. You can do a tincture, which is infused in alcohol. You can eat it raw in a smoothie. Uh, you can hire an encapsulator to make it, um, make it into capsules so you can just take them as capsules. Um, or a tea as well. Okay. Cool. Um, sorry about that. Your turn, yeah. Cassandra. <laughs> like, once you took all the classes and workshop, what was, like, how did you get into community? How did you start working? Um, well, to be honest, which is kind of funny, I found my first client from Craigslist. Mm-hmm. I used to be like real big on Craigslist. I'm like always on the free section, looking up the garage sales, looking up cute little gigs <laughs> to get my little coin. Mm-hmm. So I was just, you know, I was like, why not? Let me see. And my client hit me up and she was like four days like over her due date. And she's like, yo, I know this is late, blah, blah, blah. So it was real cute. She was the only client that I got from Craigslist, which I'm so okay with, because who knows what could have happened after that. But <laughs> but um but that um doulas, I feel like I've gotten a lot of refer- referrals through doulas because they weren't able to take on the clients. Um I'm on a lot of groups on like Facebook and a lot of groups online, like Yahoo groups for doulas. So there's always um, opportunities out there. Um, having business cards is a big plus. Having a website is a big plus. Um, and just putting yourself out there and being in community and going to birth centers and hosting or attending Meet the Doula Nights. Um and also finding other places within community to be in, like wellness centers mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Um, yeah. So are there a lot? Yeah. Of, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, I just want to add also doulamatch.com is a good, like a good site and it's free for everybody, doulas and clients. Um, and then Yelp are also good places to get your name out there or to just, again, have that platform. Um And I know, at least in the East Bay, we have two birth centers that also look for both free and paying doulas. So I think, like, connecting to them has been helpful to just get, like, directly from midwives, hey, my client needs a doula. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's a nice nice connection as well. Are there a lot of doulas that, are there a lot of, like, people of color that are doulas? Or have you, is it very, like, diverse or it's mainly, like, non-people of color? Sometimes I can feel like um, it's not that many doulas of color. I feel like it depends on the spaces. 
um, that you have access to. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like I accidentally went the wrong path of like my certification and I kind of was rushing and just wanted to start and chose like the whitest organization of all time (laughs) that was not talking about any issues that were affecting people of color and queer folks. So I just felt, um, so yeah, right now I'm just going through like this deconstruction, deconstructing process of everything that I've learned through that organization. Um, and trying to figure out how do I want to be a doula and not just emulate these white doula ideals that don't serve my community at all. Um, but I feel like once you find a doula of color, mm-hmm. like everybody just start popping up, like pop, 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 pop. <laughs> like you just see, like everybody just starts coming and they're like, I feel like when you meet a doula of color who's very aware that we're kind of scarce, they're like, do you know this person? And this person, you need to know this person. (laughs) Like, they just immediately just give you, like, five names of people that you need to know. And I swear the universe just connects y'all eventually. Yeah. I I, I echo what Cassandra says, and I, um, I think that we're actually in a really interesting changing time. Like, the Bay Area is such a here in the Bay, at least it's a, it's a, it's a huge hub for doulas and birth workers. Mm -hmm. And I think we're really blessed to have a lot of folks of color. Um, but it wasn't like, you have to find the groups and and you have to find those connections. But I was in a, um, in a birth workers of color meeting a couple months ago. And I remember it was the first one and there was all these like OG midwives, OG doulas, like (laughs) great, amazing people. And they were like, this feels good because for the first time, in like, you know, 30 years, I can be in a room where we're all folks of color in birth work. And I've never experienced that before. Mm-hmm. And that's really stuck out to me because I think I've been blessed to be in space. Like my training was all folks of color. There was a lot of queer folks. Um, I, I specifically find these spaces where I can talk about these things. We can talk about our ancestral practices. We can talk about what it means to be, you know, a Latina birth worker in a largely white, um, I don't want to say field, because I I also feel like being a doula is, is very like, what's that word primal to to every person, every culture. So, you know, it doesn't belong to anybody, but there are certain practices that do belong to certain cultures. And, um, and it's just nice to be able to share that freely and not feel like it's being appropriated or not feeling it's being exotified or anything like that. Um, and I also recognize that in this like drop of time, I'm surrounded by folks of color that are doulas and that's not, that hasn't been the case. Like most of y'all clients, um, are there people of color? Are there white people? Or is it just a diverse group of people? Mm -hmm. I feel like for me right now, it's diverse. Um, yeah, I feel like, um, I get a little bit of everybody. Um, That sounds like a hot mess, but (laughs) I I feel like I'm also not actively putting the intention out there for certain communities, um, which is just me being a little distracted. But I feel like that's why I'm just getting just the vast experience of like different people, different cultures, folks like with different like economic statuses and just, yeah. 
but I would love to focus on queer families and home births. That would be awesome um, to do that one day. Yeah, I also feel like I have a mix and a hodgepodge diversity. Going into birth work, my my hope was to work with, again, also like Cassandra, queer folks of color um, and multiracial folks. and specifically, I think folks who are like trans or, or especially masculine of center folks carrying babies, because mm-hmm. I that's what I know. That's what my, my families are like. And so I feel like I offer that to people. Um, however, as a as a birth worker, like I, I also see it as like, I'm not going to say no to somebody in need. Um, or I'm not, you know, and, and I, and I'm going to be able to refer somebody to another person, even if, um, I don't know, I, I like to ask a client what they're looking for in a doula. Mm-hmm. So I know which doula to send them to, cause I know doulas who will specifically only work with folks of color. And I know doulas who will specifically only work for free or for paid. Um, so I just like to hear what the client is asking and what they need so I can like refer them to the right person. But for the most part, I think I have a, a good mix of clients um, across the board. So giving birth is a beautiful thing, but it also can be very strenuous on a woman's body. Like, have y'all ever, while working as a doula, been in a situation where things didn't go as planned? Or, like... I'm pretty sure, like, when you're dealing with... I know, um, Cassandra, you said that you, doulas usually come towards the end, but, like, have you ever experienced any situations where the mother lost the baby or there was problems during childbirth or any type of experiences like that? I haven't had yeah. those experiences just yet. Um, but I'm actively trying to, like, attend abortion... Um, like abortion doula workshops. I keep missing them. I've been feeling ways. I've been, I actually wanted to become an abortion doula before I wanted to become a doula, to be honest. Um, but I just keep missing the training. Um, it's like once or, once or twice a year. Mm. Um, but no, I haven't had any of those experiences just yet. And is that same with like um, an abortion doula? It's like someone you with them during the time of the abortion and then a little bit afterwards? I think it just depends on what that person needs. Um, I think it just varies on person to person. I've heard, like, folks, um, some folks housing them, some folks transporting them there, staying there, staying after, giving support. Um, but, yeah, it's just support around an abortion. Sometimes it could just be decision-making if they want an abortion or not or mm-hmm. I really don't know. I'm kind of just assuming and saying stuff that I've heard, but, yeah. What about you, Elena? Yeah, well, I guess on on the abortion doula front, um, like what Cassandra said around support looks like all kinds of ways. So here in the Bay, there's a really good connect like community with Barrier Doula Project, and they work with Access, um, which is an organization productive care um and so when you connect with them there's a network of like basically volunteer abortion doulas who can be there at the clinic with them or they can just give them two bucks to go you know to take the bus um and with 
with that kind of support, it's like, it's a very different atmosphere. Um, but around like birthing and any loss, mm-hmm. you know, birth plans never go, like births never go the way you plan them to go. Um, you know, you can, you can predict as much as you think you can predict, but then the, you know, you're, you're on the baby's time, you're on some divine time, you're on the mother's time, mm-hmm. like you're just on another time level. So, um, that kind of, that is a shift in the way that we interact, I think with hospital staff or with ourselves or with each other and with the client. Um, and also, um, and also I think the way we think about death and loss is different. Mm -hmm. You know, in the United States, we're really like, if a baby is, if a baby dies, it's someone's fault. Someone needs to take the blame. You know, it's the doctor, it's the midwife, it's the mom, or, you know, there's something that needs to be blamed for. And in other countries, I think that babies die all the time and not just because, you know, maybe they have a different standard of healthcare, but that it's more accepted as death, a part of life and that this journey isn't, isn't guaranteed. Um, So I, for one, am really careful to not tell my clients like, you know, just keep going because at the end you have a baby because the reality is. I don't know if they're going to have a baby. Um, I've only, I haven't experienced any of the losses in, in childbirth, but I do have a client who, um, has lost, uh, multiples while still in the womb. Mm -hmm. And that's a a different type of journey that you take with a, with a person because there is loss and grief and there is a continuum that there's still, you know, there's still the possibility of another child and, you know, you have to pull together your strength as a parent to be able to be there for that other child. Um, and so going back to like support as a doula, there are a lot of times where I'm just there for the client. And when I get out of the meeting, I'm like, wow, I really need to call my friend who's a doula who can understand and just, you know, release or, you know, we, we as doulas don't just give our time. We're giving our emotions. We're giving our hearts to these people. Um, and it's important to like have a community to fall back on, um, when, because, you know, things happen, things happen all the time with birth, with with children, with pregnancies, with miscarriages, you know, all of those things. And so really asking what the client needs in that moment, maybe they don't know what they need, but if they do, you can provide it. And maybe it's space. I find that a lot of being a doula is just saying, why don't you take 20 minutes to take a nap? I'm going to make sure and like entertain your children so that you can have some alone time with you and your uterus and baby. Um, and like not worry about like, is your other child getting food or, you know, any of that stuff that they can just really go to that place. That's really sacred to themselves. So a few more questions before I wrap up. So like while being a doula and you know, being with people doing childbirth and sharing this experience with them, like, has this experience taught you, like, any lessons or, like, any life lessons or anything that you probably wouldn't have learned unless you were doing this? If that makes sense. Mm, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I... I... I'll talk about like the divine timing thing again. Like, you know, I, I think maybe it was just my upbringing or, or the way I go about the world. But for a long time, I've been really like centered and focused on like 
time. Um, and I think the way that we as, as people in the United States consume money, consume things, go to work, you know, clock in, clock out, that um, time has always been really structured for me. And being a full-time doula or a full-time birth worker has totally transformed the way I look at, like, a task, at time. I learned to, like, slow down and appreciate, mm-hmm. not only because I get to see life come into the world and, like, I get to see the warriors who birth them, but because all of that's happening on somebody else's timetable. Um, so, yeah, and then and then never to assume what, like, never assume what I think is going to happen because, like I said, birth is so unpredictable. And it, I don't know, I feel like a much, like a very open vessel who's open to change, who's open to anything happening. Um, and it's really transformed the way I even go about my, like, grocery shopping. You know? <laughs> um, it's really transformed the way I go about my daily life around, you know, caring for people and caring for myself. That There's that, ex- you know, expression, you can't love another person until you love yourself. And I see it all the time with my my clients and with other doulas that you really do have to love yourself um, to like be able to like give so much love during this process. What about you, Cassandra? I feel like um, I feel like my my placenta encapsulation work in particular has really. connected me to the earth and the idea that you know like the ancestors are the ground that we walk on you know the ancestors are everywhere this idea of like life being a revolving door in the sense that we're always like coming and going and coming and going um as spirits um just I, I feel like I, I'm really understanding just this like continuous energy that we are having um, just this I just I just keep picturing a circle um, just this like circle of life <laughs> Lion King realness um, but just like this circle like energy uh, um, and I feel like when it comes to my dual work I've really understood the meaning of being selfless because nothing that I'm going through really matters when I'm at a birth. Um, it's all about the birthing person and that baby coming in safe. You know, that person birthing safely, feeling comfortable, um, being affirmed, being nurtured and loved. Um, and I feel like that energy within itself, I almost feel like, I'm like the doula to everything. I'm like the period doula, the sick doula, the this doula, the that doula. <laughs> and then people are like, oh, I'm going through this. And I'm like, man, you need a doula, you know? <laughs> um, but, and also, yeah, self-care. Um, I feel like I really understand the importance of self-care as a doula. Because if you are not nurturing and loving yourself, you cannot support no one. Like, that is just, that's just not support. Um, But, yeah. Yeah. And is there, I know, like, for those who are thinking about being doulas or considering it, do you have any advice, any advice for them that, 
since you're doing it versus them like reading information or doing research on it, do you have any advice since you actually live it to like provide for those who are interested in it? Yeah, for me, it goes back to community. Um, you know, I don't think I could do this work if it wasn't for the people who um, who really have carried me through, like whether it's a referral or whether it's, you know, a heartbreak that happened at a birth that I just need to talk about. Like finding that community is so important. Um, and really finding the like the strength within yourself to say, I can do this. Mm -hmm. This is my like my my own birthright is to be able to do this and support a person because uh, it is scary, especially if you're doing it full time. And, you know, there are no benefits when it comes to doulas. And, um, you know, it's not like your job's going to get you benefits or anything like that. So just like that belief that you can do it and that um, that people have your back and making sure you have a strong community. Um, and then also like the, the humility to know that whatever you think, you know, is tiny compared to like what there is to know about birth work. Doesn't mean you can't do it. It just means that there's so much growth to be, to be happening. It's a really beautiful thing that you could like just continue learning and really never stop learning until you, until you're done. <laughs> you want to add anything to that, Cassandra? Yeah, um, I want to just ditto the emphasis on community. Um, that's mm -hmm. very, very important um, for a doula to her, her sanity, um, especially mm -hmm. a doula of color, my goodness. Mm -hmm. um, and I also want to touch on, um, oh, I lost it, community and... Ooh, I lost it, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> I really lost it. It is not here. Um, oh, and just, just stay dedicated. Because um, sometimes it's really hard, you know. It's still hard for me, and I've been a doula for a year and a half. Um, I have a part-time job to make sure that I can still, you know, pay my bills and eat my food. But I'm so passionate to my doula work that I'm just not gonna stop you know if it's something that you love and appreciate and it's something that you experience even if it was just one birth and you were really here for it you know just keep going there will be a breakthrough there will be abundance you will find your community you'll find your niche you know what i'm saying you'll be like you know what i'm a good cook i can cook for my postpartum you know what i make bomb jewelry i can do some mother adornment you know, like, really just going in, you know what, I actually really like massage. Let me take a prenatal massage. Let me look into that. You know, really finding how to support, like Elena said, not just being this one trick, you know, just one trick doula, you know, really finding what can I do as, you know, whoever you are, how can Cassandra support this person? And you'll just think of so many ways you can support a person outside of just being their birth doula. You know, we're both postpartum doulas, placenta encapsulator. That's so much, like, support that a mom can have in such a, like, so much time, you know. Um, 
and there's so much more that a doula can do. Like it's such a creative, um, a creative space. Like you can really just go in. Like you really could. You can like mix all your passions together. You really could, because I I went to school for um, culinary arts. I tried that thing out. Didn't really. I wasn't like in the industry, um, to be honest. And I'm not gonna go in because I could really go in. <laughs> but I wasn't feeling the industry. Um, and I like cooking on a personal level. I like seeing the people that I'm fe- seeing, seeing they get their life and be nourished mm-hmm. and whatever. And I feel like the industry it just snatches that away. But I feel like I can bring that in my doula work, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and clients get their life, like, because they're tired. Yeah. And the last thing they want to do is cook. But, my, you know, but especially if you're breastfeeding, you got to eat. That's a lot of energy <laughs> being taken out of you, you know? Like, so, you know, really just finding what else can I do to support this family, stick with it, and find community. Like, for real. And you will be okay. And just really stick with and just think of abundance. Like, it'll be a, you'll, you'll, you'll be a bomb doula. <laughs> <laughs> and lastly, my last question. If anyone wants to reach you or have any questions or, I guess, look into more of what, of what y'all do, what is, um, like, your contact information? Like, your website or Facebook or your social media that you would like to share? Yeah, you can find, um, you can find me. My website is www.auroraburthjourney.com. Um, and on Facebook, it's Aurora Birth. Um, and my doula number is um, 510-97-BIRTH. So clients can reach me anytime. And I'm, I'm always up to talk to people who are looking for, like, how do I become a doula? You know, my cousin's having a baby. How do I get her a doula? Um, I'm down to have people talk to me. And even if I can't support them in the long run, I can, like, refer to other folks and connect them to who they need to get connected to. Um, and so I'm always open to have those sorts of conversations with folks. Cassandra, what about you? I can be contacted on Facebook at Goddess Hand Doula Support. Also through my Gmail, which is Goddess Hands. Um, doula at gmail.com and my website is www.goddesshandsdoulasupport.weebly.com um, and my doula number is 707-373-8065 and I am also as well open to to anything folks learning more about doulas and what we do and placenta encapsulation and um how to become a doula how to find community um whatever you know i'm here as a resource i am a resource um i live in vallejo california sometimes i feel very alone in my little town um it's not too many of us doulas out here but we are here um and we are here to support and before we conclude, is there anything else you want to add about the world of doula? I think just that it's like it's growing and that um, my favorite thing about like partners or 
uh, other family members within a client's home is that people are like, like when, when they are supportive, it makes the whole transition easier. Um, when they're like, yeah, bring a do on board or I heard about that. Tell me more. Um, it's just a beautiful thing. So if you hear this podcast and you like have questions, just talk about it. Um, you know, getting the word out there about what we do and who we are as doulas um, is important because it makes every birth that much better, not just the ones that we're working with. Any last words for you, Cassandra? Yeah. <laughs> right, there's so many things that could be said. Um, I just want to give a shout out to all the folks giving birth, like one good time, you know, like that is just a, a well, how do you, what's that phrase? A coming of age, um, a pass, a rites of passage, you know, it's it's a really deep and intense um, surrendering moment of someone's life. Um, and they deserve support if they want it. Mm -hmm. um, and I just feel like for birthing folks, ask what you need. Put that out there, like for real. Um, birthing folks get silent sometimes and it gets blamed for the hormones and blah, blah, blah. But ask for your needs and the universe will bring it to you. There's a doula. I don't want to be like, there's a doula for everybody. But there's a doula for everybody. We just got to connect. We really do. Um, and step one could be you just voicing it, just voicing it out into the universe. Um, yeah, shout out to the birthing folks. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Thank you all so much for interviewing with me today. I've learned a lot about doula i only knew like the basics of it but i definitely know a lot more now and hopefully the information that y'all provided it will enlighten others as well so thank, thank you. you so much again for the interview thank, thank you. you no problem yeah and thank you for the work you do because if it wasn't for you know you putting up your podcast and you putting up the work and effort that you're doing we wouldn't have a platform to speak from so thank you for doing it i say, I say yes abundance and perseverance to you <laughs> thank you <laughs> <laughs> thank you if you want to learn more about cassandra and elena and want to check out their websites please read the description box all the information is listed. Also, if you have a comment, question, or topic you would like for me to discuss, please email me at canwetalkpodcast at gmail.com. Please like and share on iTunes. And as always, thanks for listening. Until next time.